This is a HeadGum Podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We watched Yes, God, Yes, and we're going to talk about it today on the first episode in 2021 of Good Christian Fun. We did it. We did it, Joe. Consider the source. Hey. Consider the source. It's all about Jack and I. Everything. Consider the source. When you love somebody, you want to defend them. <laughs> Consider the source. We're considering oh Jesus Christ, the source of all of our hope, faith, and joy. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Alec Baldwin's smirk. <laughs> and right you are. We're here to have some good Christian fun. No, that's Caroline across from me. It's just us in the room tonight, Kevin. It's just in the hey, metaphorical room. We wanted an intimate little kickoff we to the year. An we wanted an Joe. Joe. Oh, here's a conversation <laughs> I had earlier today. Okay. Uh, do do you think Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have ever watched a movie together? Ooh, ooh! <laughs> now that's interesting. I feel huh. like the answer is absolutely not. They haven't been like in a room together in a really long time. It seems one, yeah, and I doubt that they would be spending any of the time that they do have, like watching a movie. Yeah, I can't imagine unless they were traveling together. Like maybe. Maybe once they're on Air Force One, I think they will. But up until this point, no. Okay. And when they're on Air Force One, what's happening? Is Kamala like, Joe, have you seen Love Actually? The signs are so romantic, Joe. And he's no like. Malarkey, Kamala. Kamala, but I want to watch Soul. <laughs> he likes Soul? <laughs> yeah, he's up on it. Listen, he's got He's got a hot young family. I need to stop talking about how hot Joe Biden's yeah, family is. Because I don't know which weird, ones you're it? referring to as well. Did you know they're making a sequel to Soul? Already? Yeah, it's called Sister. <laughs> they're making a prequel too. It's called Hey. <laughs> okay. What? Is there a third one called Train? <laughs> it's <laughs> Hey Soul Sister Train. <laughs> Soul 
Soul Train. No, Wait, Soul I Train. said a sequel. That sequ- was a real show, right? A sequ- yes, there, yes, that I was. I know, but Train also did the song. There's, that's true. Oh, that's true. Which I know because I went to a Train concert on a date, and the date thought it would be like a really cool concert to take me to, but I didn't know who Train was. Uh. And you said, despite this, Nate, yes, I will marry you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't end up working out with that one. Good Christian Fun is all about the one it did end up working with, our our yeah. Lord, God. Yeah. It ended up working out with him. He's the one that got away, but only for three days. (laughs) (laughs) He came back. A romantic comedy (laughs) where a woman thinks that Jesus has ghosted her because she's like, he hasn't answered in so long. It's been, how long has it been, Tara? It's like, I don't know, like 48, 72 hours. He'd rather die than get back to me. I just oh wanted gosh. to turn that little cheek of his. Um, oh. But it, oh, yes, that's oh, it's too graphic now. Now oh. it's, a, it's a bridge too hey. far. Uh, it's a podcast where we talk about Christian popular culture, the movies and the music and entertainment made for, made by, sometimes made about Christians and Christianity. We're not here to make fun of you, though, or to make you go to church. We're not here to make, here, here's, here's the distinction. We're not here to make fun of you. You know what I mean? Like whoever's listening to this, we're not here to make fun of you. Like we might <laughs> specifically, but someone that you align yourself with, someone, maybe philosophically, someone you listen to, perhaps a family member <laughs> of yours, probably uh, someone well, that also you- like the Christ- the cultural monolith of Christianity is not the same as your faith. No, you absolutely need to know not. that. <laughs> no, and I would never want to maki maki someone's little faithy waithy ever. Faithy waithies are are sacred wicked, yeah. wicked, <laughs> and that's your business, and that's your business, and that's your business, and whatever you do in the privacy of your own bathroom and your bedroom and wherever you have your quiet time, uh, your QT. In in the words of uh, the priest from this movie, that's between you and God. Hey, <laughs> you know, as a young child, Caroline, I was torn between two QTs. Uh, that was Quiet Time and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those were around the same oh, time. Oh, I think it's the opposite of Quiet Time. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It was that f- the, Fiona, the Fiona Apple profile where she's like, <laughs> I watched Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino do cocaine. And now if that doesn't make you she's not like, and listen to them do talk cocaine. for like three hours straight. Like, can you imagine? A true nightmare. But we're, we're just the first hour would be interesting. And then. The first 20 would be good. There'd be some nuggies in there that you'd yeah, want to remember. Yeah, you'd be like, whoa. And then everything gossip. else after that would be like, no, I want to go Man, home. madness. Please I'm let hungry. me go home. I'm yeah. hungry. Feed me, Paul. <laughs> Feed me a little mushroom omelet, Paul. Do you always imagine that that scene to have taken place in Quentin's uh, movie theater, too? Oh, That's like in I his like little it. basement theater or something? No, in like the one he owns. Oh, the new Bev. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I you assume they're going at his home. I bet they're both Valley boys. Yeah. Because Paul Thomas Anderson is such a Valley uh, boy and Quentin Tarantino loves the Valley. Total Valley boy. 818 till he dies. Yeah. Kevin. <laughs> what? Okay. I would like you to become a very rich, rich man because I think it would be so cool for you to have a theater in your house. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Because you're, I feel like you'd be one of the few rich people that actually uses it, honest to God, all the time. The theater? Yeah. I feel like Tarantino probably uses his all the time. Yeah, well, okay, filmmakers aside. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> like true, A lot that's of true. the people that have a mansion with a movie theater, it's right. like, well, yes, they watch of- trolls on there like one time with their kids and like fill it with candy and every crease of those like nice armchairs and they never watch anything. I know, I, I just think of the theme <sighs> nights, which like, uh, you know, for the... Yeah. um. 
for the listener at home, one of the, I don't know why I just decided to direct this to the listener at home. I'm just talking to you, but, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, one of the things that movie theaters are doing to stay afloat right now is letting parties and groups rent out a theater. There's like theaters. Yeah. In states, this was my idea. And ca- this, this was your idea. This was my idea. And you gave yes. it to AMC and Regal and the Alamo no, Draft House. Somehow okay. they found it out. They found my journal or they something. They found your IP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how fun would it be post-vaccine to do like? Because so I, fun. I think it's gonna be. You know, they're gonna keep it part of their model going forward as they continue to try to survive. So but you're to, saying like you get your your group all vaccinated. Oh yeah, and, and I then, administer it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just to make sure, double sure. Yeah, hey, I just um, want to. I want to. Are you gonna check everybody's here. chip that's in their veins too, Kevin? Yeah, I want to make sure they get a safe mark of the beast. I mean, Moderna vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> I just had the thought of like you were the antichrist. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> yeah, it's me. I know. It's all led to this. Look at this. This is what. He's too powerful of a podcaster. He is broadcasting far and wide. The Squarespace ads were too strong. The conversion rate was too high. But uh, That was something that uh, I remember think, like th- really blowing my mind in high school when they were talking about Revelation, which we talked about a lot, was mm-hmm. like there's some verse or some prophecy that's about like, that every eye being turned and like mouth praising the Antichrist or whatever. And then my teacher was like, so what does everybody have in their house now? A television set <laughs> that they can broadcast to. So everyone could be looking at him literally around the world. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the modern implications in this ancient text, like what a great prediction. I know. I think of that lyric in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar where Judas in the in the titular song where he's like, why'd you come back now when there was no mass communication? Jesus, like <laughs> yeah, this, for real. this is not an efficient plan. Extremely lame. And it means to make your thing known. And everything that you could keep a record on is made of like, like a tissue paper, basically. That's all going to fall apart in like 20 years anyway. <laughs> Isn't that fun? And instead Terrible of a TikTok or something. Yeah. If Jesus came back via TikTok. Oh forever. My God. But, yeah. uh, yeah, look for, uh, uh, you know, maybe, you know what? Maybe for my birthday this year, October 2021. Yeah. 10 months away. Alamo Draft House, me and 25 oh of my, my closest God. friends. That'd be so fun. Little women rowdy scream, screening. Where rowdy everyone screening just of like little women. Screams at oh everyone. My, my little women. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's just like throwing up their popcorn and just break dancing and stuff. That'd be so Yeah, that'd fun. be a good time. Yeah. Caroline. How's your heart? It's been a while. How's your freaking heart? We haven't asked how each other's hearts are in no, forever. It's a regular thing. We did a, by the way, we did a discussion uh, question call on our Patreon, patreon.com slash goodchristianfun. And one of the comments from Ken and I was, how's your heart found dead in a ditch? <laughs> <laughs> Which I found to be very funny. Sorry. Um Thumper Bumper also found dead in a ditch. Well, yeah. no, no headstone, no what tube, the, no like, service. Just a cremation and then scattered <laughs> into the ocean. Marked as Jane Doe. Um, my heart, let's see. Let me really think about this. Be honest. Um, it's 2021. good. Yeah. Uh, I think I've, I've have felt hope, uh, which really changes a lot of things, you know? Yeah. From, a, um, from, from practical circumstances or just like from God knows where. 
God knows. From, why. you know, having a different administration to having a vaccine in a few months mm. to, yeah, just other like good personal life changes and stuff like that. And so I think because of that, I feel less like uh, this is a bad time, like pandemic speaking, but mm-hmm. like feeling less out of control and scared and like uh, extremely humbled <laughs> by the situation. You know, I just feel like a little bit more like okay, I can, I have better coping mechanisms and also I'm seeing the light and like, so I can manage these next few months and yeah. not feel like, yeah. Cause I, I just think it was really hard last year feeling like it was going to be interminable, you know? Yeah. And it feels oh, a little bit less like that now. I, de- I definitely thought it's like, well, this is five years. There's going to be a five yeah. year process. And it actually and might be in some ways, but just in the in sense of ways, like, yes. you're yeah. in a cave and you can see light and that is, and that is different. Yeah. It changes everything. And that's the promises um, of God. How how is your heart, Kevin? <laughs> oh, kind of the same. I think um I think, yeah, the last month or two, there has been even some sense of optimism, even with Caroline and I being in the global epicenter of the global pandemic. Uh one in five people are testing positive for the coronavirus uh in our county, which our county advised today. One of five people of the five that go to get tested. That's right. Not like because you can't test the entire population of you LA cannot, County, but still no. And honestly, you can't vaccinate the entire population, so why even bother? Uh, we just shouldn't. Which you shouldn't. Yeah, it, it seems hard. We yeah. should skip it. And uh, coronavirus has a death rate of zero point zero one percent, but uh, COVID nineteen vaccines have a death rate of point zero 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 one percent. So Too vaccines high. are deadly. <laughs> I think I feel the same way. Where it's like you do. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of gratitude for the current situation and being able to get in and out of a grocery store without fearing for my life and being able to go days without seeing people and not lose my mind and being able to face that. Yeah, I'm still grateful. I'm still grateful. In the beginning of 2021, there's so much I have. 2020 was just so many reminders of you have this, you have this, you have this. This is inconvenience Mm. right now and this is like temporarily deprived, but it's also... It's also a marshmallow test, you know. You know the marshmallow test, of course, right? Yeah. Which yeah. for for anyone that doesn't, it's just the the test you give little kids where it's like you can have this marshmallow now or you can wait how whatever period of time to eat it. And if you wait, you're going to get two marshmallows later. So it's it's just a patience testing exercise that most of the country has failed in, in a lot of ways. And <laughs> our leadership has failed more accurately. So. More accurately, yes. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I, I feel... Yeah, do you feel like you have a little bit more of a pep in your step? Like, just like, oh, yeah, I can I can handle this day, you know? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. No, I'm I'm like... Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mean this in like a, a, a arrogant way, but I'm amazed at my own coping mechanism sometimes. Yeah, like, no, I know what you mean. Oh, this works. I'm good. It's okay. <laughs> It's like, I'm handling this fairly well at this point, you know, you know, it was really touching to me at the end of the year too. And, and even with some of the episodes we recorded at the end of the year and the beginning of this year and listening to other people's podcasts were people talking about the normalcy that they had from listening to their favorite shows. And even like hearing Mm -hmm. people that I love and respect talking about their favorite shows, like. Even Jason Manzouk is saying like, oh, listening to Doughboys was really helpful or like even the you yeah. know, the podcast he was guesting on when I was listening to it. And, and people writing it to us and saying similar things and other people on their shows talking about the feedback they've gotten where it's like, 
this this was a consistency that we could maintain to some degree for people, which I'm like proud of and then grateful for for the people who've done it for me as well. You know, yeah, so that's a great one. I, I like was happy to be a part of that uh, flow in a way, or like part of that like chain in that sense. Yeah. You're all about paying it forward, famously. Yeah, I'm all about the actors and paying it forward. Helen Hunt, <laughs> Haley Joel Osment, and a, and a and a man who let's say is a uh, little spaced out sometimes. Uh, let him be frank, Kevin Spacey. Wait, did you see oh. Pay It Forward? <laughs> no. I thought you knew who I was going to say. <laughs> I, I actually didn't remember who was in that. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you see? Anyway. You saw his end of the year video, right? No, I don't. I don't want to. Don't you give him clicks. It. Oh, I did. Tell I can't you give him it. a click. Yeah. <laughs> I also, as we've discussed, you know, I I feel stable, but it's tenuous, so I'm not gonna rock the boat with a spacey video. <laughs> yeah. So you're like feeling okay about all the present and personal personal circumstances, and the thing that might tip you into over the edge is a Kevin Spacey. Let's just say my. Mind is a house of cards right now. Kevin. Okay, don't blow on it. Kevin Space's video is a bowling ball. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that giving him too much power, though? I think so. But what if he did his Bill Clinton impression? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's got me back. It's Remember so that? funny. He hosted the Tonys like five years ago, and he was like, what if I was Bill Clinton hosting the Tonys? He did Bill Clinton. He did Johnny Carson. <laughs> Ancient it was so sad. Oh, Do you think man. the master class took down his acting class? Immediately. They took down Dustin Hoffman's as well. They had oh, two, they did? They had two sexual harassers on the books that they had to then erase from the records. So hmm. let's hope, uh, you know, let's hope Aaron Sorkin doesn't do anything anytime soon. Oh, yeah, soon. I'm sure Aaron Sorkin doesn't have any Spotless. skeletons in the closet anywhere. Well, the thing is, his have always been public, and they're not sexual harassing. They're just, like, condescending, calling oh, yeah. female journalists internet girls and things like that. <laughs> yeah, things of that nature. So, Definitely. you know, uh, we put out a little call for discussion questions on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Fine. Which we have a goal of getting to 12,000 subscribers this year um, that we wanted to just put out into the universe. <laughs> and so Twitter, do your thing. Patreon. Twitter, <laughs> to have to more than triple our following with the same content. Yeah, okay? no. It's not going to, the improvement won't be uh, proportional to the following. It would be a sex toppling of our, <laughs> it'd be more than a sex toppling. But we have faith and we walk in faith and we don't live in fear in 2021. We don't live in fear. We're saying goodbye to fear from 2020. The fear that were the shackles around our leg. I don't want to use little what language. Never mind. Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Just five bucks a month. So we we had discussion questions, which if you if you never had the experience of being in a community group like Caroline and I were, where Caroline and I met and fell in mm -hmm. friend love for the very first mm -hmm. time. Discussion questions were the questions given to the group for everyone to just kind of popcorn up and kind of free ball and do a little jazz on, something mm -hmm. to spark a conversation. Garen to be, to be pretty much extremely uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> we're time. like three of the same guys talked every time because they felt bad. And sometimes they didn't want to. Sometimes they were actually like, well, I w I to. can. It would just be silent to for too long. Fill the air. Someone has to talk. Yeah, and I was one of those guys sometimes. <laughs> oh, I was one of those guys as well. Yeah, oh, you were, you were one of my favorite guys in that community group. <laughs> There's no way. Um, I don't remember what I would say in there. But we're sparking, you know, this is like a 15 to 20 minute conversation. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, okay, I can do that. I'm looking at the clock right now. <laughs> we're looking at the clock. Yeah, we're running it down. So we got one, like, and we're going to make this a part of as, as we have more guests on that maybe we've had on in the past. And it's like, well, we know your testimony. We're not going to say, like, anything new. Okay, well, moving on. Like, we're going to say it again. We're going to try to get to a different thing. We're going deeper. We're growing. We're changing. We're refining in 2021. 2021, I will say for GCF, is our year. 2021. This- Mark our words. This is ours. We're taking it by the horns, Army Hammer style. It's gonna kiss our little feet. <laughs> you know. Um, we uh, I did get you to promise and agree that we'll do a live show this year. Yes, health per, or safety precautions permitting. Safety permitting to do a live show this year. Yeah, it's gonna maybe happen. on Zoom. So that's our year. That's already you know better than. I think 2019 and 2020, so hey. Oh, we didn't do anything in 2019. Oh, my God, you're did right. Did we? I don't think we no, did. No, we didn't. We did not. No. We just did two episodes of this show every week. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Maybe we could use a few more of those <laughs> like, oh, it's so nice to listen to every day. Maybe a couple more of those until we feel a little <laughs> bit better about our work in 2020. Looking forward to that. Okay, so what's our discussion question? Kevin? We got one from Elliot that I thought was nice and I thought was interesting. Elliot okay. asked, if you'd never gone through your spiritual journey would anything important be missing from your current day-to-day life if you had never gone through your spiritual journey <laughs> being a part of the church uh, deconstructing reconstructing this podcast the weird grace my marriage oh. most of my friendships <laughs> <Yeah>, caroline <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would it be an easier question of like Probably what would not apartment. be different yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so like I guess I guess don't even think of it the way I thought about it was like not, not literally but yeah not like practical like I wouldn't have this shirt which I got from Pastor Tim or something but like <laughs> but but uh, even uh, ways of thought values virtues uh, anything like that yeah. personality stuff yeah what do you think the first thing I thought about was my relationship to the idea of friendship okay let us <laughs> Caroline. <back. laughs> What do you mean? You know what the I don't. What's the conversational equivalent to someone seeing dollar signs in their eyes when someone <laughs> says something that just like really piques their fancy? I think for all the trauma inflicted stuff and the weird gender role stuff that we talk about with the church, something that I do and I did find valuable about it is how like how fertile a ground it was for cultivating relationships and friendships in a way that felt safe. And that's not everyone's experience. Like there's so many examples of abuses of that, the Hillsong stuff and so many things that even our listeners have shared of like, this person took advantage of me or not even like people in positions of power, but peers. And I feel like for me, and maybe, and maybe this is speaking more to my personality, but it always felt like such a safe space and ground to be open and vulnerable and easy with other people, even in like goofy ways where it's like, I didn't feel afraid to be silly because there were always like other people and that's the most important thing and the thing i want to impart in 2021 fam don't be afraid to get a little silly sometimes (laughs) we're saying goodbye to non-sillies in 2020 and we're saying hello to silly in 2021 (laughs) are you saying that like it was it was easier to one be yourself because you weren't always worried about like attracting someone yeah. Too, yeah, yeah, that yeah. It was easier to make female friends because there wasn't always the pretext of like, oh, this is just to hook up or something. Like, I actually, there's such a long runway to any of that that we do have to be friends like, for a while. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I wasn't, you know, 
I didn't go on a date in my early 20s. The first date I went on was like when I was 24 years old. So like mm-hmm. so much of my time in, in my early adult life was just focused on the friendships, basically. And so, yeah, there was such a sense of like... And you felt like church was the reason that that like you had that perspective. I think so because because it's so just influenced, like you're just so a product of your peers. Like as much as we want to individuate and say, this is my personality and this is, these are my virtues and and like and I do believe that about myself and about people, but it's also just so inflected by the people you're around. And mm-hmm. I was around a lot in again, not everyone's case, but I was around a lot of men and women who had a lot of respect for each other. It was like a, a very um childlike place to be. And sometimes that's bad. But I mean, not childish. I mean, childlike in the way of like that kind of innocence that I sometimes yearn for in my 30s Mm -hmm. where it's like, why is this so adult and complicated and loaded and strange? And you just want that sort of simplicity of innocence to just engage with a person Hmm. in a direct way. I guess what I'm saying is it kind of felt like an extended high school or a college time for the good and bad of that. But for the good mm-hmm. of that was, hey, look, I'm not looking to get married here. I'm not looking to dishonor people's like individuality. Um, yeah. So so it was good for that. And it kind of extended something that I think if I was around different kinds of peers and, and you know, you always hope that's like, well, whoever my friends would be, that they'd be respectful people. But maybe that mm-hmm. wouldn't be the case. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it's kind of hard to one. say. Yeah. What about for you? To to steal a phrase from Gia Tolentino that I think about a lot is like the everyday morality things. Like I think I I have a very um strong like compass of like what's right and wrong and I don't I think part of that might be because of who I am, but also a big part of that was like there were a lot of clear ethical stuff and this is where it gets murky too because a lot of it a lot of them were framed as good or bad, but they're actually a lot more gray. But but things like stealing or cheating or lying or um, being unkind to someone or not being generous, like those things were drilled into me so early on. And I really appreciate that now because I, yeah, I don't know if like I would have, I think I would have like given lip service to those things now if I hadn't been raised Christian and be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's important to be an honest person. But I I don't think I would have like really treasured them and felt like they are, are like a good guiding principle when I feel unsure, you know? Yeah. Or so when just I feel like, myself like just wanting to seek my own self-interest all the time, you know? So a, a deeper, maybe a deeper ingraining at a younger time of the values that you would come to have later, maybe. Yeah. But something that felt true. like important and almost urgent earlier than it does maybe for most people or than it would have yeah I think so and I I think that was a big a big part of the education and something I I, I appreciate and another one that we've talked about a lot too is like because of all the damn discussion groups we did (laughs) and bible studies we did and quiet time we did like I I felt like in talking to people that maybe didn't grow up with Christi- with Christianity or with a lot of like an intense religious upbringing, I feel like they are just now getting better tools for introspection or for like evaluating your yourself or your motive or your goals or your desires and things like that. Right. Whereas we were probably doing that like 14. We were doing that really early. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes like it was inappropriate, but in some ways I think it was a skill that like we mm-hmm. have now too. That's really helpful. Um, yeah. 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 I, 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 I know. And I know like one of the worst things 
truly, I think one of the worst verses is the hardest deceitful above all things in terms of yes. like the misuse and abuse of that and even the core idea of that is like above all things like really that's what the heart is because <laughs> yeah. it because it, it engenders this like never trust yourself never go with your own instincts and there's a way in which it's bad like going with your gut and like i don't know i just felt it you know in an yeah. impulsive way but yeah it, it makes people not trust themselves but then there's a way in which it's like i don't think you'll regret interrogating yourself and your actions and your emotions a little bit like that's what you yeah. end up doing in therapy anyway. So just exactly you can do it on your own time too. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that it always turns into like self-loathing. I mean, it did for me mostly for a long time, hey. but, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that too. Like it can just be the thing that's like, okay, what's, what's the actual need right underneath the surface need that I'm projecting right yeah. now? Or like what, how am I not being honest or, or kind to myself or something, you know? And it, I feel like it's a little easier to access that stuff. Yeah. I appreciate and, that. Yeah. It's about efficiency. And, you know, the value for the unborn. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, let's take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> so the thing I'm taking away from what we both said is like, for you, it kind of increased your emotional intelligence and like your self-awareness mm -hmm. of your internal life and your thought and feeling mm -hmm. earlier, maybe more sharply and more acutely at a younger age. Yeah. And for me, it kept me a little baby boy <laughs> until I was in my mid-twenties. <laughs> so, just great parts of our day-to-day -day We all were figuring it out, you know? <laughs> oh, that's that's what you say to someone you don't you know what to, to say to in a conversation. <laughs> you say, you know what, hey, we're just figuring it out. <laughs> Which is uh, which is maybe what old the jackoff queen herself says in the climax of this movie. Hey, we're all just figuring our shit out. out. Hey, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing that, Caroline. Hey, thanks for sharing Thank your you. testimony today, Caroline, with me. Cracked open my heart. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic for the first time in 2021, Joe. Come on, let's go. I'm should I, wait, should I replace that with, come on, let's, Joe, I'm diving in. <laughs> yeah. Would that be better, the 2021 update? Go. Yes, God, yes. Yes, God, yes. Yes, God, yes. A movie, it was like made in 2019, came out last year in 2020 last summer but it premiered south by in like 2019 it was based on a short film of the oh, same okay. name 
the same writer-director, Karen Maine, first-time writer-director. She worked in book publishing before, and she had co-written a movie called Obvious Child starring Jenny Slate. And Which Jay- I loved that movie. Did you ever see that? I never saw it. No, I, I've been meaning to. I wanted to before we recorded this so I could like speak to it better. Oh, yeah. But- it's good. I, I liked it a lot. I think it's even a little bit better than this movie. So she made the short starring Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things who looks so much like my friend Julia that sometimes oh. it's unnerving to me. And yeah, this was like, she was just fresh off of season one of Stranger Things. This was kind of like... Yeah, when they made the short, she like, famous. yeah, she didn't know who she was. She The, yeah. the director, the writer director, Karen, said that she had to like skim through season one of Stranger Things. Oh, like, my gosh. oh yeah, this girl. <laughs> like, okay, yeah. sure. I thought she was a really good casting for this role. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, this isn't a Christian movie. This is a movie about Christianity and Christian themes. Um, it's essentially, well, the, what was the, I had, I pulled up the <laughs> Netflix the synopsis of it. A Catholic girl finds herself having tempting thoughts after an AOL chat turns unexpectedly racy. <laughs> what was your AOL, AOL screen name? I know we've talked about it on the show before. I just want to have it in mind. It was Click Chick. 2014 or something like that click spelled c-l-i-c-k not q-u-e yeah because i could see you being a little exclusive back then uh, i wasn't exclusive i was okay. open to all you were open to all and i was uh-huh. of course look closer zero seven <laughs> <laughs> we're look closer that's right <laughs> look closer the tagline of american beauty a movie starring <laughs> kevin spacey our bowling ball himself our bowling ball <laughs> strike Strike. Perfect 10. Ooh, right down the middle. Ooh, do you remember that song? Ooh, uh, yes. <laughs> Alley right Cat Strike. Ooh, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Me hey. And my brother used to sing that all the time. Podcasts for millennials are just remembering things that happened in the late 90s, early 2000s. More Disney IP. <laughs> Old Disney IP and current Disney IP. That's all we have. <laughs> That is, uh, yes, everything is Disney. Um, watch a teacher on Nef- on Hulu, a Disney property, <laughs> technically. <laughs> yeah, oh, wait, so does Disney own Hulu? Yes, well, they, they yes, they own 20th Century Fox, which owns Hulu, so they own Hulu. Oh so God. so any of their adult stuff, they kick, to, they kick to Hulu. Oh, Which was the whole discourse around Lizzie McGuire. It's like, well, in this one, Lizzie McGuire, like the reboot, they're going to bring it back, and Lizzie was going to, you know... She's going to smash. And they were like, he's going to fuck. No, you can on Disney plus. And they're like, okay, we'll kick it to Hula. And then it was so tortured. And then they just canceled it. And now no, wow. more, no more Lizzie McGuire. Unfortunately. So I think that was a mercy killing. I think that's fine. So this is now Nat- uh, Natalia Dyer, Francesca real Donalyn Champlin from, uh, from crazy ex-girlfriend. Who's terrific. She's like a yes. strict teacher in this. And my boy, I'm, boy. I'm, I'm claiming a him. big boy. I'm oh, he's cla- your boy? I'm claiming my big boy. Well, okay. I, I just want big things for my big boy, Timothy Simons, <laughs> Jonah from Veep, who yeah. I, in this like very small, essentially like supporting character part, which is so similar to another role he plays, uh, at least aesthetically, in a TV show on Hulu called Searching for Alaska, Looking for Alaska, the John Green mm-hmm. adaptation of that novel, where he's okay. like, a mentor to a bunch of teens again in some way. Um, he's kind of carved out a little niche for himself, but I want, I want big things for my big boy. Yeah. I want him to headline stuff. I want him to, I think he's so good in a way that's like, you get pigeonholed when you're like the heel of a, of a show yeah, like but you, you feel like there's a dramatic actor in him as well. He, he has what John Krasinski wants. That. I think. Wow. 
in different ways. It's like a different energy. Do you energy. think he has what Steve Carell has? That's a good comp. Maybe. An open marriage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Redditors, start your engine. Timmy's memory is, is even married, is he? He probably is. No, he is. He's Tim Simons. No, he's been married yeah, since 2011. Is. I looked up his whole family history today because I'm like, <laughs> I, I want to get squarely in this guy's corner. I saw him do he's a show great. at UCB once like six years ago. Uh, was he or, funny? Yeah. he's. Good. That's what I'm saying. He has it. And some he's people talented. don't. He's got it. And I just, yeah. yeah. He's not just loud. He's not just loud. Some people are just loud. And, Some people are just loud. And, I and think that's comedy. We know. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Or stuttery. Caroline, to quote one of your drops, what is this movie all about? It's all about jacking off, it's all y'all. About jacking off. Now, this is special, though, because it's within the Catholic setting. Catholic. So which is how I pronounced little... it when I was a small child. I thought <laughs> it was. Catholic. I, I, I actually I pronounced it Catholic until I was like eight years old, <laughs> like alcohol. <laughs> that's kind of funny did you actually i did actually that's true oh, that's like adorable. when i read it in my head yeah until my oh, mom was like no if i Catholic. was your parent i would like never correct you on that you're gonna do that to your kids for real you're gonna be like you're if it's a funny one yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a little time bomb that can catholic yeah uh, yeah so it's a it's set in a like catholic youth retreat um in the it, year 2000 on... <laughs> which is important yeah which i didn't really notice until she pulled up her aim mm-hmm. chat but it uh it's based off like a really common Catholic retreat. And I feel like one of our guests told us about it one time, but I don't remember what the name of it was. But it's it's like an elite, you know, retreat where you go if you're like really serious about. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how this movie opens, Caroline? It opens, this movie? It opens with uh, uh, a little verse, Revelation 21.8. As for the faithless oh, yeah. and the sexually immoral, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur which is the second death. And did do you remember the second title card that comes up after that? Salad tossing. It's a little definition of a little thing we call... Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Quite stylish. Caroline, when you were at a similar age, 16 years old... Did you know what tossed salad was? Hey, Kevin, when I'm here at 30 years old, I did not know what tossed salad was. Did you not? <laughs> no. Oh, wow. Well, and this is what's interesting because I feel like the eating the eating butt discourse is fairly new in my lifetime. Recent. Yeah, like life. I feel yeah, like for us. Allison Williams, well, for us, it's a different thing. But, yeah. but Allison Williams really kickstarted off on that one episode of Girls uh, that we yeah, all remember Yeah, I just watched that love. one the other day. Yep. Mm-hmm. But yeah, back in the day, it was T and the S. It was tossing the salad, which the the oh. reason for the definition um, in the movie is because someone starts a rumor about our main character, our protagonist, that she was tossing a boy salad, that she was tossing Wade's salad uh, in a sauna room or something, which she, she is also confounded, much like 30-year-old Caroline. She does not know what tossing the salad is. <laughs> I was like, wow, I really relate to this character. This, <laughs> this is me. This is an now. access point. Yes. <laughs> so there's a couple things going on in the movie. It's like coming of age in terms of like discovering your own sexuality. It's an interesting coming of age movie, I think, in the idea that most coming of age sex movies, whether they're like sex comedies or, or dramas, but you know, anything like super bad yeah. or Fast Times or Ridgemont High. Or about losing your virginity. It's about losing it. Or it's like a, a woman's right. sexuality as it's fulfilled 
often by sometimes a, a woman, but mostly like with yeah, a guy. it's always penetrative sex too yeah. equals like losing your virginity. And uh-huh. this is just like this is just you. It's like a yeah. Star Wars. It's a Star Wars story solo. <laughs> it is all solo. I think Karen Maine actually said that like the love story is between her and her vagina, basically. Like that is the relationship that she's developing, which is funny. Yeah. So it takes place at the retreat and like it's almost like a slice of life of like one week in a Catholic retreat. Yeah, it's a very like, small movie. You know, mm-hmm. like it's a small cast, like it's very quiet. It's a very like small rooms they're in. For, well, <laughs> they're they shot all, it in like, fourteen big days. Set pieces. Yes, no. Yeah, there's not there's like no a big scenes showcase night there isn't a lot there isn't music really like it's it's very low-key and but it's perfect because like that's how at least i remember like a lot of church things feeling too and i thought she like captured that that just sort of like mundane very quiet moments a lot like Mm -hmm. very well yeah opening and and there's so many like thesis statement parts of the movie the Mm -hmm. the the short film was just the aol chat room scene in which Alice, the main character, logs oh, okay. on and then starts cy- cyber sexing with a dude in a chat right. room, which, full disclosure, I never got to that part of AOL. I was a little too busy in the Garfield forums for it. To- <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, then you were probably relating hardcore to the trivia chat room that she was in. That was oh, all about movie yeah. trivia. <laughs> oh, baby. It was so fun. When I saw that, I was like, this is Kevin's childhood. <laughs> in a way, yeah. I yeah. Know. Kids will never know that AOL but stuff. But that's cool. I, I was so scared of, of like getting even close to that happening that, that I was like, yeah, I never talked to a stranger or anything. Were you like really scared that something sexual would happen on your chat rooms? No, but that's probably just white it. male privilege. I'm sorry. No, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid that, <laughs> I, that something sexual would happen. I was afraid people would be mean to me. But not oh, yeah. sexually mean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, like we were getting so many warnings at the time too of like there being predators, which is true. Mm. You know that I was just like, like if I had gotten a, like a porn photo in a chat out of somewhere, I would have like freaked out and been very upset. Yeah, you know, I, would, I don't think I would have been very curious about it. I think the two thousand setting of this movie is crucial too, in that back then the internet was something you went to. And now it's just something you're, it's like the difference now, it's but like, like everywhere. The internet, yeah. the internet back then was like going to the beach and now it's like, we're a fish in the ocean with the internet. Yeah. It's like, it's just or like checking in on the library. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get information or like connect with people. So the there's, there's something a lot darker, a lot more, what is out there? And like what we conceive as, of as the dark web now, it's just the web where it's like, I don't know what this is. This box yeah. that can show me <laughs> the rest of the world in some ways. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. so there's a lot more. You do wonder how that's going to, I'd be curious as to like whatever the psych studies are, how children's sexuality develops differently based on like their internet access. Yeah, I was just thinking about that too. Like how are kids nowadays finding out about sex? Like how early and like, is it on TikTok or is it on Instagram? Like there's plenty everywhere, you know, it's super easy to find. It's not hard. Even like Um, watching a rated R movie was like a feat when I was a child yeah. in a way that's just not now. This movie is rated R, by the way. A movie oh, that does yeah. not have the F word and it does not have <laughs> any like nudity of any sort or violence, but... Except for the porn. <laughs> it, but, oh, yeah, I guess there's a little nudity in that's the That's probably porn. why yeah. it does it, yeah. yeah okay. but, but I feel like this movie caught that too because like, or what we were saying of like only seeing an R-rated movie was how you could see sex for us as a kid. 
is that's why she's like replaying Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> like, mean, to be clear, oh. the movie. Oh, by the way, this movie is available for streaming on Netflix now. So if you want to watch it, you can. But the movie. Which I'd recommend. Would you recommend watching it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I should have said that at the top. I would recommend oh, watching yeah. this. Especially, Especially listeners of the show. It's You'll so enjoy it breezy. It's 78 minutes long. It's, it's like so less short. than. It's so short. Thank it, you. It's like an extended short film. In a, I mean, mm-hmm. It literally is. But it, And also, and it like spoiler alert, it does end with a girl jacking off to Titanic. I mean, that's like a... That's what a, do you want? Hey. What else do you want? <laughs> what? Uh, I don't know. But it's also, it's like a 16-year-old, even with 16-year-old sex stuff on like, and I know that the actor isn't 16, I'm always just like, I don't like seeing it. I don't like seeing them give each other blowjobs. Like, I know what you too mean. old. It's weird. I know what you mean. You kind of have to do a little theater math in your head where it's like, you have to focus on the fact of like, I'm watching a 25 year old person. Dude. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, it did not. But as th- a child. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But, yeah. Well, in the, yeah, that was my whole, th- I hate to bring this up second time in a row, but a teacher on Hulu, that's yeah. the issue. It's like, yeah. don't show these like super sensually shot scenes between a ostensibly child molester and a child where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, you're shooting it in a way where like, you want this to go up on Pornhub the next day and then yeah. be like, Ooh, yeah, guys, gross. if you are in a grooming situation, call this number at the end of every episode. It feels, yeah, a little yeah. emotionally dishonest, perhaps. And yeah. I know what you mean. It's like a delicate thing. And it does make me feel better. Obviously, that was written and directed by a woman. Uh, this yeah, movie, rather than like, I know, if it was but... like me doing it where I'm like, hey, so I want to make a <laughs> movie about a girl jacking off. And... Yeah, I don't know. There's probably a great debate you could have about this of like, is the artistic representation like outweigh the, the grossness of like watching children have sex? You know, I, I was seeing something else that made me think about this where people were saying like all these high school k- kids shows like Riverdale and stuff where they're all like boning each other all the time. Mm-hmm just said it in college it's a million times more appropriate it's actually more uh realistic that they'd be boning this much and like you aren't setting people up to have like weird pedophilic feelings you know because they're watching these actors do it i'd say just to be safe caroline i'm gonna up the ante set it in a nursing home just so we know <laughs> we know there's we no know, chance we know <laughs> and those things are rampant with uh st they are older are, yeah it's also yeah very realistic absolutely um but anyway all that aside i it still was like even for me as a girl who like lived through a lot of this similar stuff mm-hmm. it was like it was it was gratifying to watch in like a way uh of like it was funny it was kind of embarrassing but it was also like made me feel less alone watching it it was nice so i can also understand like the merit of it there's a scene near the beginning of the movie in which timothy simons who plays a priest at the school who's in like kind of like a camp counselor at the at the retreat talks about how women are uh, conventional ovens and men are microwaves which is so the similar to ovens not conventional ovens right i think he said conventional ovens maybe it was convection ovens anyway yeah but well yeah. let's debate this point for 10 more minutes and get to the <laughs> bottom so of it i just don't think conventional ovens are those a thing anyway Con- but yeah he makes the point of like yeah women take a long time and all it's very complicated to turn them on and men are a light switch mm-hmm. which of course engenders oh, right. the thing conventional that oven. what's that you're right you, there is a conventional arm. Cut this. Cut this whole thing. No, no, no. Keeping it in just for accountability's sake, which, no. as we talked about in the beginning of the show, is so important. So things set up like that in terms of like the inequitable lens through which female and male sexuality are are viewed, and the thing that I was missing 
from this movie, I feel like, which I recommend people watch still, but I think I wanted a little bit more graciousness from its POV. Or like, there's, so there's like her coming into her own sexuality, all that stuff. And then there's also the thing with the rumor flying around that she mm-hmm. uh, tossed Wade's salad and then she ends up framing Wade for viewing pornography, but then frames him as... um because of the pornography or the cyber sex she was doing as like being a gay person. So then mm-hmm. the rumor goes around that he's gay, but she doesn't do anything to like mitigate that at all. And then two. Yeah, you're right. Which I thought, well, maybe her speech at the end, which was this kind of like, it was kind of this equivocating like, hey, we're all just doing our own shit and figuring it out and taking this stuff. I thought it would be a more specific point she'd yeah, put on right. it. Yeah, you're right. Because, like, the the issue that was, you know, hurting her was that people were spreading a lie about her, about a normal thing, you know, mm-hmm, or, like, mm-hmm. a, a healthy, normal thing to be doing. And, but her, her, yeah, her takeaway was, like, everybody's got secrets and that's okay, you know, kind of thing. Instead of, like, no, I just did the same thing to Wade that I was asking him to not do to me, which is, like, speak up if you mm-hmm. know that, like, this rumor coming around about me isn't true, you know? Which in the other part of this too is there's a scene in which um, she watches Timothy Simons look at porn on his computer mm-hmm. and she knows this. And then there's a confession near the end where she talks about, oh, she's confessing another sin and she describes the porn in detail that he watched as if to signal to him, I know what you did and I, and I see yeah. you. And I thought my instinct is that there would be some note of her saying like, and hey, it's okay. Or it's normal or like, yeah. I get it. Or like, we can see eye to eye now, but it was more like I caught you. And then the end, like there wasn't some other yeah. like extinction. I, I'm of okay a- with that because he was the authority in that situation and mm-hmm. she was the student, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's not her job to like tell him it's cool for him to watch porn, you know, or that like, no, hey, I need we're both figuring that to tell out. Adult men that it's okay. <laughs> I've been and also, but And I think her point wasn't like, you're disgusting too, you know, or something like that, or we're both gross or something. I think it was more like just you're a hypocrite, basically. And you tried to force confessions from me over and over. You forced a confession from my friend Wade that I know for a fact wasn't true. And you're you're lying to us, I think it was more the point of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I, I was cool with that. Because otherwise I felt like this movie did do a good job of not falling into like, the exaggerated Christian tropes and like the really evil Christians and stuff like that. Like there, cause Timothy Simmons character, he's also pretty nice on occasion too. And yeah. Like, yeah. There you was, feel like you can kind of trust him. Mm-hmm. So. No, there was definitely no like, uh, yeah. And isn't the Catholic church so fucked up for blah, blah. Like there was no, no. like spotlight vibes to any of the percent. Like there, and there was no even yeah. like, snarkiness it was just like yeah this is kind of what it is sometimes in some people's experiences it didn't it didn't feel um it didn't feel uh snarky in tone or kind of spiteful or in that way or ignorant of like what it's actually like to be in those situations Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i feel like this movie does deal with the truth that we talk about all the time which is that like hey a lot of this was reprehensible but a lot of it was like just really sweet and it was people doing their best, you know, <laughs> like trying to make rules out of nothing yeah. and try to figure yeah, like out like, how old, to teach kids. Like, for instance, the old lady nun pretending not to see her <laughs> grinding on that <laughs> yeah, mop right. when she yeah, walks yeah. and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it was uh, maybe the movie was more about like, hey, this is how different 
people just respond to a really weird structure and situation. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't so much of a thing about church itself. What did you think of the end where she kind of wanders off from the campsite and, and ends up in a, I don't know if it's a specifically gay bar, but I think it's a les- yeah, well, I think it is. It a is a lesbian bar. bar. Okay. And yeah, she ends up there talking was like to, rainbow this, flags everywhere. Yeah, to this very like nice, wonderful lesbian lady who then mm-hmm. kind of guides her and says, I got to get you back to this camp, even though we yeah. just served you illegally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, I didn't see them giving her wine as like a cool thing for them to do in that moment. It was almost such a strange, you know, the uh, the quote unquote, the um, they call it the magical Negro device yeah. in movies where it's yeah. like in the Green Mile or Green Book, just a lot of green movies, <laughs> the color money, uh, <laughs> where there's like a black man that dispenses some sort of like wisdom that then saves the main That like sets the hero yeah, back on their path. Yeah. This was like the lesbian equivalent of this mm-hmm. in some ways. But it was sweet too to like view it in this yeah. different, because the other movie this reminded me of, which I still want to talk about one day on this show is the miseducation of camera post, which has so much setting, uh, in similarity to this movie. It takes place at this retreat. Uh, and it's about a young woman's sexuality and either like embracing it or not. Mm-hmm. And, and so this was kind of like a, a version of a character from that movie where it's like, Hey, for me, it was like being attracted to women. And I thought I was going to hell for this. And I thought mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And, and it, it was nice to have that kind of like exchange with her and the idea of hope <laughs> and her saying, you know what, go to colleges on the East or West coach, West coast, which then we know it's true because then Alice goes to Yahoo and, Google, and Google's colleges on the East on or, East West, or West coast. coast. <laughs> colleges. I, I couldn't figure out I what I was thought going- that was kind of like, oh no, that's like the trope of, you know, coastal liberal elites only like being able to survive if we're out of the Midwest or something. Hey, get out of Atlanta and go to Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco, yeah. man. Yeah, Iowa's dead. There's nothing there. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, and I, I thought they... That scene was kind of weird. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but I also appreciated that it didn't go full into like this woman explaining to her how the Catholic church is so fucked and how like it's all wrong. Like I feel like she was pretty gentle with her and she was just like pointed out a little bit of the ludicrous feeling of like, you know, that you're going to go to hell for eating candy you shouldn't or for masturbating or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that was where she left it. She didn't try to convince her, you know, not to be a part of the church or something. Now, you may be she wants wa- her to think for herself, which I think is even better. But I did want to share Caroline because this is a movie that takes place in the year 2000. It represents, mm-hmm. this is so uh, auto-fictional of Karen Maine's own life and her experience in the church. And she said in interviews, this is basically like 80% of what happened to me. We did have to watch a partial birth abortion video in Catholic school. Uh, my teacher did make the oven comparison between men and women's sexualities. But I wanted to see kind of uh, what things are like in the year 2020 and to figure out how people are handling the question. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Of uh, of jacking oh off from a oh faith boy. lens. So I did a little Google. Or I did a little YouTube search. <laughs> and we're going to watch. You know, I, I have a few videos queued up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you have quite a few tabs open. Yeah, well, there's a lot of tabs here. (laughs) So here, let's take a... These are just some, I assume, Christian YouTubers 
Some of these thumbnails are absolutely incredible, Caroline. Oh my God. There's one. Yeah, this one. Tiffany Dawn, masturbation. I, like I could have modeled for that and one. She's, she's just got her head in her hands. Uh, women struggle too. And then it's emoji of a woman oh raising her God. hand. How I and why I quit porn and masturbation. Is masturbation wrong? The thumbnails maybe not. Shrug shoulders. Tiffany Dawn. Get it. Yeah. Oh my God. Masturbation in the Bible and his self-pleasure is wrong. And we're going to find out from this guy. Can't wait to listen to that man. Who looks like a football player. Oh, before I forget, speaking of football players, the the man that uh, Alice starts to have sexual feelings for at the camp, the football captain, the football team, who I thought did a pretty good job with the part. The director, Karen Maine, said the arm hair thing specifically was based on how attracted she was to Stanley Tucci's arms in his cookbook. She was like, yeah, that wasn't a youth experience. That was that was a recent. <laughs> That's so funny because I read in another review of like, I'm so glad for the female gaze and how we could finally talk about how important like men's forearms are to us. And I was like, this is true. Wait, is that true? Oh, shit. It's a thing. Yeah. Is arm hair a thing in your experience? Uh, you don't have to get it too can detailed. Be. Okay. No, yeah, I think it's just more of like the general, sh- the form is nice. And that was an arm hair wig in the movie. They had to glue that sucker yeah, on there. It, it looked a little, it looked kind of messed up. It was it's, kind of a weird not, looking, right? It's not good arm hair representation. It was like, did you get this from Robin Williams? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, why not just cast a man, I guess, that has more arm hair or just roll with what he has? Like, it's all good. Let's hear it. Let's see what this young woman says about okay, so this topic. This is, I am a Christian and I masturbate. That's the, that's the, that's the title. Let's see if it holds up to that, though. So in no way is masturbation okay. <laughs> hey! <laughs> it was a bait and switch! Hey! Whether you are a Christian or you are a non-Christian, masturbation is considered sexual immorality. And it has By negative who? spiritual <laughs> effects, but it also affects the lives of somebody naturally in a sense of a relationship, marriages, it's dangerous all the way around the border. Dangerous. So point number one that I want to bring to you guys' attention is that masturbation is creating a sex crazed generation <laughs> that is taking Honey. having sex outside of marriage to a whole new height. So to be clear, <laughs> whole new heights. People who jack off are creating a sex crazed generation. People who have an unhealthy relationship with sex. Masturbation creates an unhealthy relationship with sex. It's definitely not the Christian premarital ethic of sex that creates weird little monsters uh, like John Christ who like right, to puts it on fool around with married women without exactly. ever actually and doing dance anything. to the line and, of yeah. it without doing penetration. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely all about that. It's actually jacking off. <laughs> so what we first need to realize is that masturbation is simply an act that is done to create sexual stimulation. And if you don't know what sexual stimulation is, it's to create that really good feeling that you get from having sex. Ew. And this... <laughs> Say orgasm. That would have been so much better. <laughs> That's the thing is people talking around some of this stuff is so much more disgusto yeah, than actually. <laughs> oh, God. So that's some of the, I don't, I don't even know what Christian else. Christian girl advice. There's some people. Hey, you know, I did a little Google search. Hey, look. And then there's our friend Kevin yes, Garcia. Kevin Garcia. Is masturbation a sin? Question mark. I, I think I, I can imagine how he uh, comes out on that side of it. <laughs> The dangers of my, oh my, oh my gosh, God. these are, Ooh. friends, I would just recommend, go to YouTube and just do, oh all my. I did was female masturbation Christian, <laughs> and it is not, this is not, 
the cure for horniest part two. Did you see that? <laughs> wait, where? Wait, where is <laughs> it's it? It's right there. Right above, a little higher. A little bit. Yeah. Right cure there. for horniness part two. God's remedy. Only 5% of brides are virgins on their wedding day. Okay. What the fuck? I mean, I don't know. With some of this stuff, it's it's like, um, it's almost like my patience with anti-vax series of like, to spend this much time debunking a thing that feels... <laughs> this plane do you know what i mean yeah like yeah. to spend this much mental energy on it feels yeah strange well i don't know but maybe that's like <laughs> for the same kid that's going to youtube to find out if masturbation is okay like there'll be a video out there that tells them it is you know but man before they watch the that kids, video Kevin, for the kids but for the kids yes but for the for, for the kids there's gonna be eight videos that say it's absolutely not and yeah. there's no, there's gonna be that girl saying there's no way in which it's okay before you get to the, the few that do or like would affirm it. I can imagine myself as like a, a whatever year old boy going to YouTube and be like, uh oh, is it okay? You know, like I oh totally yeah, see that. like I wonder how many of these views are children in like very delicate uh, adolescent developmental stages looking for some sort of like affirmation or tell me I'm not on fire or tell me I'm not going to hell. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most kids think that they are a psychotic freak <laughs> like for a long time before they find out it's extremely normal. And did I feel like a strange, disgusting man just typing in female masturbation, Christian? <laughs> yeah, I did Christian. feel like Pornhub sent <laughs> You recommended it too. You told everybody, look this up. <laughs> yeah, my algorithm's gonna get fucked. <laughs> you know something else that I was thinking about in this movie and watching again and is like so common in these circles but then watching it I'm like this is insane and I can't believe we tolerated this which just like how your your private life and your vulnerability was like currency you know within these groups and especially within these discussion groups like that circle where he's telling everybody like okay can you guys like share what you've been something where you felt like Jesus was really far away and someone tells a story of a grandparent dying and another person tells a story of like their girlfriend dumping them through another friend and then our main girl feels like she has to tell a story about her dog dying (laughs) I think one to avoid having to talk about sex and two because she felt like she had to like give them something you know to work with and to like have that and just like the the total lack of boundaries between people who have just met each other and how that was just completely expected in so many of these retreats or in these like youth groups and stuff. And it's really, it's really upsetting to watch. It's really frustrating. Like the fact that her peer or like someone who was only a couple years older than her barely knocked, walks into her room while she's alone and then goes into her drawer and like takes her phone out and makes her feel bad. Like she was the one who did something wrong by like not handing over her telephone to the counselor or whatever. And just all that stuff, like, that makes you feel like you have to hide all the time. And then because you're hiding, you feel like it's because you're ashamed and you feel convicted rather than like you have a personal life and someone keeps crossing your boundaries constantly and then using that information against you, you know? Yeah. There's a lot of just lack of assumption almost in a, in a way where some evangelical and Catholic, just, I guess, general Christian spaces can extend that lack of privacy that you feel as a child, like far beyond what it should be. 
Yeah. Where, where your parents feel entitled to, well, no, you don't get privacy. You're you're a little baby person. Why would I give mm-hmm. you privacy? But then it, it, it extends to these places. And then, yes, to your counselor or to whoever your teacher is at the Catholic or Christian private school or whatever the case may be. People kind of adopt that as an ethos, which then yeah. kind of like messes you up sometimes in the worst cases of like, oh, now when I make friends with this person, I feel entitled to know about their dad dying, you know, or whatever, like yes. whatever the weird thing is. Yes. I can yeah. That. And and that feeling of like, well, if you had nothing to hide, then you would share it, you know, yes. but if you're not sharing, it's because you have something to hide. Or I think Timothy Simmons, Simmons the priest character when he's trying to get all the kids to like divulge, he says like, this retreat's not going to work unless you're honest with us. Or no, it's when he's talking to, to Natalie, like one-on-one. Oh yeah. To, when, yeah. When they're trying to f- figure out who looked at his, lo- looked at porn on the AOL yeah, on his computer. Which I feel like is just a classic, like emotionally manipulative thing to say to someone is like, well, if you want this to work or if you really like intended to come here, like with a good reason, then you would give us all of this, your honesty and your private life, you know? I know. It's such a bummer. It's just messed up. But, you know, there was the the two things that this movie reminded me of are Miseducation, Camera Post, and then Pin 15 because of the AOL and Instant Messenger (laughs) of it all and the 2000 (laughs) stuff. And using candy at the end of it as well and Genie in a Bottle by uh, Christina Aguilera. Uh Like all those music drops were, yes, very, very on point. Although... I feel like those are maybe a little bit stronger, but let's uh, let's rate this now. I'm not going to explain it to you because you know how it works. We give it a roaster toast, thumbs up or thumbs down, Caroline. Toast, we send it to heaven. heaven roast, we send it to hell. To or there's always the third purgatorial option. The space and we start with Caroline. <laughs> <laughs> Um, starting with me, I'm going to give this a toast. I think it was like, like we said, it was good. It was mercifully short. Um, it captured a a moment and a feeling really well. And it just examined like that one short thing, you know, and I feel like it did it really well. And it's, it's just nice too, like to see, like you said, a coming of age that wasn't about this girl losing her virginity or finally kissing a boy or something. It was about her like coming to terms with, owning her own body and stuff like that. And that that was cool. I appreciate it a lot. And like I said, it didn't fall into like a lot of facile tropes or like easy dunks and stuff like that. Um, uh, but I, I don't think that her final speech really captures what should have been the message about this. Because I agree. to my earlier point, she says when she does like her fig big, you know, message to the group, she's like, we're all hiding stuff. What if we were honest? And what if we treated each other with respect? With respect, like that's what Jesus would want. The truth is, we're all trying to figure out our shit, which is true. But I was like, I think you all need to be less uh, uh, professional. <laughs> Say less, other, you know? Yeah, be yeah. less vulnerable. <laughs> or like build more trust. Like yeah. that would be more the thing. Or like build more relationships before we feel like we can indict each other on on various crimes yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But that said, I give it a total toast. I liked it a lot. I give it a toast too. It's the light toast. I like the gentle, sweet little heart of this movie and the kind mm-hmm. of kindness. It is funny that Natalia Di- Alice is just such a silent protagonist too. It was like watching yeah, The Mandalorian. It was just a bunch <laughs> <Yeah>. of looks. <laughs> what if there was an episode of The Mandalorian that's about The Mandalorian learning how to jack off? <laughs> <laughs> and Baby Yoda's just watching like, ah, 
Oh, <laughs> Kevin, his armor does that for him. What? It's Mandalorian that's armor, cool. okay? That it can rules. do it all. <laughs> you think that suit's not taking care of his needs? <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> that would rock. But yes. Oh my God. And again, big boy Tim Simons. We want big things for him. We all want big things for him. We all we're getting, we're getting on the Tim Simons train. I'm rooting for him. Put him in super more so than movies. cousin Greg. Between your two, I think he's going to be more malleable goofs. than cousin Greg. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I think. I think Simons has. He has it. He just has it. I don't mean to stand so hard. It just. Oh, no, it's cute. <laughs> yeah, it is cute. Uh, we're yeah. not the funnel. We're on this. Go to at Christian Fun Pod. Watch Yes God Yes on Netflix. It's there waiting for you. Give it a roast or a toast yourself. Get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. We did it. We did it, Joe. <laughs> I did it. All right, time to bring it down. We did it, Kev. We're, we did it, Caroline. We did a solo bolo episode. Which we have not done in two years on main feed, have two we? Two years yeah. on main feed? Wow. Last one we did was uh, uh, freaking, um, not Eve 6, Out of Eden. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the last one. It might have been more than two years ago. Good grief. But Dang. We're dimming the light. But, time. but this is when we uh, this is when we ask the listeners politely, nicely, with big old eyes looking up. You still like it when it's just us, right? <laughs> We're enough, right? Right, guys. You don't need a fancy guest. Entertainment. Yeah. You don't need someone to rehash their trauma. Sometimes it can just be goofs between two good little friends. Right. Am I asking people to t- trade their vulnerability? Yes, I am all the time. Yeah. See, what the end of our thought with that is that it's weird when you do it at a Catholic retreat camp. It's cool if you podcast. do it as an adult in front of a microphone oh that then is transmitted to X amount of people. No, but you see, our our guests know what they're signing up for, and that makes it they a do yeah proposition. They yes. volunteer. Yeah, you're saying they're asking for it, right? I said they're asking for it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, we're not here to promote ourselves or lift ourselves up. Or no, we are here to lift ourselves up in 2021. And this yeah. year, we're picking our words. Like every year, we pick a key word that's like, this is the word of this year. I had one friend share with me her word is fearless because she did have some fear about some things in 2020. I've had other people share other words with me. Our word for the podcast is... Yeah. I can't wait to hear her. Borat. And you'll see what we mean if you listen to Seth. No, it's not. <laughs> it's I, want word it, of the year. I want it to be Borat. Your Borat. Yes, yes. Um, what What is your word for this year, Kevin? Uh, communication, I think. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. That's good. Do I you have one? word for the year. No. Well, when you Snacks. know, communicate it to me. <laughs> okay. What'd you say? Snacks. Sna- <laughs> <laughs> My word of the year is carbs. Carbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Kevin, on your lift up and my lift up, I think we should lift up uh, the platform that we want us want them to follow us on the most. Oh, okay. Sure. And you have to name all the platforms you're on first. You have to embarrass yourself like that, own it, and then say which one you want them to follow. First. Okay. Yes. So, are we ra- are we listing them in order of how little we care about if they follow us it's on whatever. it? Okay. Oh, we could do that. Yeah, that's better. Okay. So, um, I am Caroline's farts. On Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok. TikTok is number one. Uh, no, I didn't put those in order. 
Uh, but well, I, that's I what I just I, said. <laughs> I thought we I know, were listing I didn't do them it, in order. You can do it. You're going to be better at that. But I, I think I mostly want to follow on Twitter. I think that's my favorite follow if you're going to do one. That's what I was thinking. And then you said it first. It was such a reversal. Do you have anything to lift up? Oh, yes, I do. I have a TikTok I want to lift up. If you're Every part of this is taking celebrity. you by surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it feels every week on this show, Kevin. I'm always surprised by joy. Um, I'm going to lift up Lactose Lover on TikTok. The O in Lover is a zero. But she does these amazing celebrity charts, which will chart out the relationships between like all the Food Network stars or all the celesbians and how they all come back to the Glee cast or Taylor Swift or Harry Styles. So it's very funny. I really recommend it. I get a lot of joy out of those. Okay, great. Well, you can follow me in order of descending from ascending how much I care about it on TikTok, on <laughs> Facebook. Facebook! Oh my gosh, do you still post jokes on no. Facebook? Oh no! No, okay, because Facebook, TikTok. <laughs> I should delete Facebook, but I like the groups. What about, you have to conclude your website as well. No, that's not social media. That's I'm just counting it. That's just a website. All right, okay, follow me at on my website, on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. My website, Facebook, Facebook. TikTok. Instagram. Wow. Twitter. Letterboxd. 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 It's just novel. It's just novel right now. It's just novel and fun. I'm not saying it's the best. It's just the most novel and the most fun. It is good. And you know, it's it's like the closest I think you have to like your own sub stack right now. (laughs) And it's more of like a personal essay uh, thing, which is like right now it's your vibe. Sometimes I like all of Caroline's reviews. Those are so fun. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. I don't feel like, I feel like I'm still chasing I know. Well, you didn't log Jason this one, I. so I was a little confused on how you felt about it before we recorded. Well, that's only because I finished it about a half an hour before we started recording. So, <laughs> no time. I'm uh, I'm gonna lift up my freaking. You know what? I'm gonna lift up me, uh, Kevin Bacon Shop. I'm lifting Wait. it up. Oh yes. This is where Kevin sells the homemade cookies that he makes. So if you're you're hunkering after them. So and here's what it is. At Kevin Bacon Shop on Instagram and then also KevinBaconShop.com. Made by with Squarespace, a wonderful tool uh, with easy to use templates and uh, all proceeds go to the Sea Led Neighborhood Homeless Coalition, which is a local neighborhood outreach here in Los Angeles, uh, which is also our charity for this month, for the month of January. And you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod everywhere, patreon.com slash goodchristianfun. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Every review you leave, we donate a dollar to charity. And this month's charity is Sila. And yes, all the, I mean, it's just in LA right now. Maybe I'll ship one day. And I don't know, it's okay. Some people have ordered and they haven't thrown up. Um, They're delicious. There's They're no so COVID. Good. I, I will say there's no COVID in the cookies. Even though one in five people have COVID in LA County. There is no COVID. And there's no in the COVID cookie. in these cookies. No. That should be your tagline. And also, I'd say that what you're really paying for beyond the cookies is a moment to meet Kevin T. Porter because he delivers them in person. Okay, so hang on. I there don't you know. go. Like I do, I do a contact list where I just drop it off at the front doorstep and then knock and run away. And but I if do you wait run. by your door. You're gonna get a moment with him. <laughs> you're gonna tell him what you thought 
about Wonder Woman 1988. Yeah, well, I don't care. <laughs> I, I have no horse in that race. <laughs> but if you tell me what you think about HBO's content strategy in Q1. Oh, gonna, he's going to hang out on the porch for a long time. <laughs> hey, beer? Can we just like jam for a second? Can we jam? <laughs> Caroline, thanks for being my co-host. This is usually when we thank the guests for being here. Thank you for being my co-host. Always a delight. And all of Pod's people said, Borat. My, and all of Pod's people said, My wife. My wife. Uh, let's go out with the unofficial theme song of this movie. Let's do it. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Do you know what scrambled eggs is, Kevin? No, what's up? That's when you um, crack someone's balls on a fryer. (laughs) All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is a boy to do? Frazier has left the building. That was a HeadGum Podcast.